Hello, podcast listeners. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast that you are about to be blown away by. Um, My name is Shelby and I will be your host for this evening or day or whenever you decide to listen to this. So today we're going to talk about the threshold concept. Failure can be an important part of writing development. This threshold concept is very near and dear to me. Because as an aspiring teacher, um, I want students to understand that failure in writing is an important part of growth. And it builds us as writers. We have to draft and revise and practice in order to get those polished pieces or where we want to go. And that's in many aspects of life. We can't be perfect at everything and not everything is going to come naturally to us. So that failure is a really important element um, to get to where we're going. So today I wanted to share an excerpt from Anne Enright. She is an Irish novelist who has written a half dozen books. I believe her most recent published piece was just in 2015, so just a few years ago. Um, She's written novels such as The Gathering, The Green Road, The Forgotten Waltz. She's also published many short stories, and she's even written a nonfiction work called Making Babies, Stumbling into Motherhood, and that was basically about her time spent in Dublin's maternity hospitals. So Anne Enright um, is a very accomplished writer and author, and she has dabbled in many genres. And today I'm going to share something that she wrote about her experience and her perspective of failure, and more particularly how it relates um, to writing and inspires her to keep writing. So what I'll be sharing is her words. Um, So I just want everyone to just take it in. If you're an aspiring writer or you're in a slump and you feel like you just can't write anything, um, whether it be an essay for college or whether it be a personal piece you're working on, uh, and you're in a slump, maybe this will help you. And I hope it sparks something in you. And really, this can apply to other elements in life, too. So just take it with a grain of salt, and I'll just dive right into it. I have no problem with failure. It is success that makes me sad. Failure is easy. I do it every day. I've been doing it for years. I've thrown out more sentences than I've ever kept. I've dumped months of work. I've wasted whole years writing the wrong things for the wrong people. Even when I am pointed the right way and productive and finally published, I'm not satisfied by the results. This is not an affectation. Failure is what writers do. It is built in your immeasurable ambition, is eked out through the many thousand individual words of your novel, each one of them written and rewritten several times, and this requires you to hold your nerve for a very long period of time. Or forget about holding your nerve. Forget about the wide world and all that anxiety and just do it, one word after another, and then redo it so it reads better. The writer's great and sustaining love is for the language they work with every day. It may not be what gets us to the desk, but it is what keeps us there. And after 20 or 30 years, this love yields habit and pleasure and necessity. So 
All this is known. In the long run, we are all dead, and none of us is proust. You must recognize the failure is 90% emotion, 10% self-fulfilling reality, and the fact that we are haunted by it is neither here nor there. The zen of it is that success and failure are both an illusion, that these illusions will keep you from the desk. They will spoil your talent. They will eat away at your life and your sleep the way you speak to the people you love. The problem with the spiritual argument is that success and failure are also real. You can finish a real book and it can be published or not, sell or not, be reviewed or not. Each one of these real events makes it easier or harder to write, publish, sell the next book and the next and the one after that. If you keep going and stay on the right side of all this, you can be offered honors and awards. You can be recognized in the street. You can be recognized in the streets of several countries, some of which you do not have English as a native language. You can get some grumpy fucker to say that your work is not just successful, but important. Or several grumpy fuckers, they can say this before you are quite dead. And all this can happen, by the way, whether or not your work is actually good or still good. Success may be material, but is also an emotion. One that is felt not by you, but by the crowd. This is why we yearn for it and cannot have it quite. It is not ours to hold. I am more comfortable with the personal feeling that is failure than with the exposure of success. I say this even though I am Lord knows ambitious and grabby, and I want to be up there with the rest of them. Up there. The sad thing is, when the flashbulbs do pop and fade, you are left in the pulsing afterlight with a keen sense of how unhappy people can be with what they have achieved in life. Perfectly successful people with perfectly good lives, and you come to appreciate the ones who have figured it all that shit out. Meanwhile, and briefly, you are a success, which is to say an object, whether of envy or acclaim. Some people like all of that, but I, for reasons I have not yet figured it out, find it difficult. I don't want to be an object. I find jealousy unpleasant because it is unpleasant. I resist praise. The writer's life is one of great privilege, so suck it up, you might say. There are more fans than trolls, but there are two sometimes separate ambitions here. One is to get known, make money, perhaps, and take a bow. To be acknowledged by that dangerous beast, the crowd. The other is to write a really good book. And a book is not written for the crowd, but for one reader at a time. A novel is written, rather pathetically, not to be judged, but experienced. You want to meet people in their own heads. At least I do. I still have this big stupid idea that if you are good enough and lucky enough, you can make an object that insists on its own subjective truth, a personal thing, a book that shifts between its covers and will not stay easy on the page, a real novel, one that lives, talks, breathes, and refuses to die. And in this, I am doomed to fail. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed um, Anne Enright's piece, and I hope it sparks something in you, and you don't feel like failure is such a bad thing after all. Um, so again, thank you. This has been Shelby's Brief Podcast.